It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. And it's victorious stop hammer time. We played last night uh, the titanic Lincoln Town uh, Football Club uh, and uh, we uh, crushed them 1-0. And uh, uh, there at that game last night uh, was Jim Grant. Hello, Jim. Good evening. Uh, uh, So you demoted them. It's Lincoln City, mate. Oh, Lincoln City. Yes, yes. Uh, Oh, yes, they are a city, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. so it wasn't on telly or anything. I've seen very scant highlights without any commentary. Um, We're all seeing it through Jim's eyes, aren't we? Tonight? Yeah, that's what you'll be like a sort of you'll be like a sort of Victorian explorer who who's gone to sort of faraway realms, and uh, we've just got your word for it for what it's like. Yeah, coming back uh, with maybe. strange. Tales. Can, I, can I just ask Jim as well? I've actually heard, yeah. and this is why I'm glad that you're on, and somebody actually did see it because this could yeah. be like you know Smurf shit or whatever you yeah. want to call it. Johnson was apparently man of the match. Is that correct? Good heavens. Uh, well, not from where I was looking, no. Right, but, okay. But... <laughs> Let's introduce the rest of the people on this podcast before we get into the game. Joining us, uh, he is a host of Foot- Football Flashbacks podcast. He is Pete Harcourt. And um, Pete... Good evening, um, all. The, um, your fantasy football, Head versus Heart podcast, that's all impending it's incoming it's not out yet is that right or is it, it, it is out it is oh. out yeah we're, we, we've got 11 episodes out now oh shit it is out wow. yeah um yes yeah, so football flashbacks head versus heart that's Two podcasts, indeed thanks phil excellent also joining us this week he is uh, uh not so much a legal eagle he's like a sort of, he's like a legal griffin or perhaps a legal pegasus uh, he has blogged on matters as diverse as West Ham United, Wagner, and James Joyce's Ulysses. Uh, are you still studying Ulysses, uh, Russell? Uh, it sort of morphed into a bit of street theatre. I was there, I am to be seen on a Wednesday evening in Madden's Bar in East Finchley, reading aloud. And last night we kicked off our new reading. Good heavens. Oh, you're reading so, aloud. I want to come to a reading of that. Oh, get yourself down there. You have to and go back to the beginning. We are now, but no, well, we've only, we were at the beginning last night. 
Oh, um, Bob's missed it. So do come down. Do oh, come no down. No spoilers. Did I say your name? It's Russell Raphael. I said your first name. <laughs> yeah, hello. The rest of it. So, yeah. yeah, so Jim, you went to the... We, we've got three games to talk about. Uh, Lincoln, yeah. uh, Liverpool, to which you and I went, Jim, and um, Baka Topola, um, uh, to which we went as well. Um, yeah, do you want to work backwards then? Do I think we should work backwards. Time? You yeah. know, like, your, your t- like Victorian Explorers, you know, when they bought... They, they bought something like a walrus back, didn't they, uh, from where walruses live? So, like the, the either the North or South Pole, and um, it's in the Horniman Museum. And because uh, in order to transport it back, they had shot it, and basically they sort of gutted it and then preserved the sort of body and brought it back. So that when the museum sort of stuffed it, they didn't know what it looked like originally. That happened so a lot. They just yeah. kept filling it with. Um, Sawdust yeah. until it was like a sphere. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Can I bust in with a point of order? <laughs> Sorry, Can I bust in with a brief point of order. I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. Well, what I... do they put in the museum? A walrus. A, a walrus. walrus. I think it's it like was a quite often the case. Ah, that... Oh, that was the key word I missed. Yeah. Mm. It's quite often the would... case that the early sort of bi- biological explorations would bring back specimens of. And you'd obviously have to just bring back the skin, and they were often, uh, yeah, the, the people who were the taxidermists didn't really know. There was what no the context thing looked at like. all. So was they, they, no. so, yeah, for a long while, people have weird ideas about so what like, essentially is happening. What essentially is happening is that Jim has brought back the skin of Lincoln City yeah. versus West Ham United, <laughs> and he's now going to fill it with extraneous detail and facts that yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. Well, right. uh, I, the, the football won't take very. I, I stayed overnight in Lincoln. I have to say, Lincoln, a delightful place, very beautiful, wonderful cathedral. Um, uh, got a lot going for it. Uh, the football match, however, didn't have a lot going for it. We really huffed and puffed. It was a kind of job done against a workmanlike and quite efficient uh, Lincoln City team who are doing quite well, I think, in the league at the moment. Um and, You're about uh, mid-table in League One. Huh? Yeah, I think if they'd have had a bit more self-belief about them, they might have, they might have pulled off a shock. Fabianski had to make a couple of good saves. One yeah, right at the end. Mm. Uh, one he tipped over the bar in the first half. One right in front of us in, in the uh, um, in the second half. A shot from outside the box that he tipped around the court, around the around the post. Um, but you know, we did enough. We created a few chances. Ings missed. Ingsley was pretty wretched, to be honest. I mean, the, uh, the, the five sitter. minutes of the five minutes of highlights showed him failing yeah. to control a cross, which is yeah. sort of you know, and it's not like the cross was like slammed at his legs or under hit or anything. It was a sort of perfectly controllable cross which he didn't control. Yeah. And then he goes yeah. past the keeper and just slots it yeah. past the post instead of inside the post on another occasion. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was one of those games against lower division opposition that we, in the, you know, in the past, we used to regularly lose. Yeah. And under Moyes, we have a tendency just to do enough to get through in these games, it seems to me. Um, and although, you know, it wasn't a great performance, you never really felt that the result was in doubt, oddly enough. I, I, I personally, anyway, never felt that. Um don't know about Johnson being uh, man of the match. I thought uh, Maropinus had another good game. Uh, he, he was very solid at, at the back with Oggy. Um, Thomas Suchet looked our best player to me. I mean, you know, he just uh, he never stops running, does he? And, and 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 actually, you know, was the hub 
around with which everything we did do that was good was done. No, uh, Kudos struggled a little bit. Four hours had a poor game. Um, Ings was wretched. Um, we avoided a you know, potential banana skin there, ben didn't Rama. we, as well, Jim? Sorry? Because we avoided a potential banana skin there as well, didn't we, Jim? Because I saw beforehand they actually didn't take a lot of the key players for the bench either. No, they didn't. No, there was no in the squad. There was no Paqueta, no Bowen, no Antonio. Um, How was Kudus? Um, he was played centrally. He was played, he started as a sort of number 10 position. Um did some nice things, ran down a few blind alleys, um, looked lively, looked the most likely of our players to sort of create something and make something happen. Uh, had a few little few little breaks, had a, um, a shot on target in the first half, um, but then then got moved out wide when when there was some sort of arrangement. It sort of Ings got put in that number ten spot inexplicably. Uh, ben Rama, usual, you know, um, going past someone, then stopping, coming back on his other foot. Putting in a shit cross. That that was his evening. Um, yeah. yeah, it was, you know, kind of what you'd sort of expect, really. But um, I don't know, I I the highlight well, of it was was going around Lincoln and seeing what a lovely what a lovely place it is. Sorry, but Russell, it, what were you about to say? Well, only to stay on the football um, for for a second. I mean, to to hear um, everything good revolved around Suchek is not a sentence I thought I'd hear again. No. <laughs> um, so it's, it's no, no. Well, we'll come to we'll come to that because I think that you know yeah. certainly the Liverpool game and possibly the Sheffield United the forthcoming game, uh, you know, there are and the transfer activity does raise some issues around yeah. Jack, and so we'll we'll sort of come on to him probably while we so, you know to, to, to broaden the Lincoln discussion. What what I know about Lincoln, I once went to a wedding there, and the uh, an old friend of mine used to be the MP for Lincoln. Um, oh. But my questions would be, I have two questions. One, how many went up there? And two, what is the story behind the Lincoln Imp, which has got to be right. one of the best badges around? It is, isn't it? Yeah. I saw the Lincoln Imp, actually, because uh, he's, he's, he's carved in stone. in the Does cathedral. the mascot have to hop? I think so. Just what is to... the mascot? Well, he's an imp. Right. Is it, uh, is, so the big, you know, the picture of the image right, so, standing on but, one leg. But I was just okay. wondering. Oh, right, oh right, it's standing on one well, leg. I was wondering well, why it might hock. Uh, is it uh, like well, a kind of Victorian creature that was brought back from uh, either the Arctic <laughs> or the Antarctic? No one knew what it no actually knew did, and it was just person reported. looked like. Yeah, no, yeah. it was a bit like that. I was sure um, Jim will know. <laughs> uh, well, um, Lincoln, as as you know, is one of the the more Brexity places in the. In the UK, I think Boston in Lincolnshire was the highest percentage voting voting league. And I, I had been in Lincoln less than two minutes uh, before you were uh, deported. I was given a diatribe <laughs> about illegal immigrants by a taxi driver. Right. It was the most predictable thing that could have happened, and it and it happened almost immediately. And he managed to kill it, connect in a jokey way illegal immigration with the building by the Normans of the uh, of the cathedral. Um, which was for a while the tallest building in the world. In fact, for two hundred and odd years, it was the tallest until its spire uh, fell down, and they didn't build bother to, to build up That's what you again. don't get from Uber, isn't it? You don't get sort of a, um, yeah. a local <laughs> history and very, very extreme opinions. 
um, you don't get that at all. No. Uh, no. Yeah. So anyway, um, the imp, it's, it's a legend uh, that there was some kind of sort of devil imp, you know, who was, who was terrorising um, uh, the, the, the land and uh, he got turned into stone by an angel in the cathedral. And he's he's like a little gargoyle little carving at the top of a, a pillar in the... Um, and what's all this got the, to do with the yeah. walrus? Nothing to do with the walrus, no. No, no. nothing. nothing no. Uh, more in keeping with, with, with Lincoln's traditions, I think, uh, is the story of little St. Hugh, because there's a St. Hugh of Lincoln who was the bishop, but there's also a little Hugh who fell down a well in the, in the 13th century and uh, the conspiracy theory was that the Jews had killed him yeah. and uh, drunk his blood. Did, did, uh, did that taxi driver to, tell you this, Jim? No, I knew this already because there's a very good play about it by Stephen Burkhoff called Ritual in Blood. Uh, and it started the horrible, really horrible purges of, of, of Jews in 13th century England. It's a really horrible, nasty uh, story. Um, so there you go. Some things don't but, change. Well, funny, funny you should mention it. And I, I've... I bore obviously on on Ulysses for England, and Hugh of Lincoln is featured in that. Uh, you know, pl plays an important role in the book. All oh, right, right, mm. right. Good. Oh, the circle is squared. So yes. is that, a, is that the? Uh, so we've got Arsenal next in uh, the uh, EFL. Yes, return of the deck. Yeah. So he won't play, will he? I mean, they'll they'll put out the reserves, won't they? Yeah. Though our, uh, we went to a Carabao Cup game, didn't we, Jim? Where it's basically yeah. our reserves versus their reserves, and and, and oh. it was it, we, it was lost by the least worst. It was won by the least worst team. Yeah, it was a terrible one. game. That was worse uh, than last night. Yeah. yeah, surely we should put out our under twenty ones. We beat them five one. Yeah, yes. they not? might put some adults out though. They won't fall into that trap. Uh. <laughs> Oh, um, talking about the Obama came on for a bit and, and was quite good. What did you say, Jim? I said Obama came on for a bit. Oh yeah, yeah, and was quite good. I thought. Yes, well, we'd like to see him. him, wouldn't we? We'd like to see mm. him off him. Yeah. Um, yes. So yes, Arsenal next. It's um, annoying, bit of a bogey team for us, but you know. There you uh, go. So Jim, you and I went to Liverpool at the weekend. We did. We did. We yeah. Had a, we had an away day to Liverpool. Uh, overnighted in in Ironbridge. Uh, yeah, very nice, lovely place. Well, one lovely of our place. friends from, stayed with one of our friends from school, uh, a nice meal, and then carried on um, the next day. Yes, uh, quite a big road trip when it a lot of traffic was. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. You did a lot of driving, for which of thank driving. you. But yeah. Um, um, oh. yeah, I mean, we, we saw had some quite didn't we? Yeah, we, we were chances, quite good yeah. for half an hour. I turned to you, Phil, didn't I, and said after yeah. about twenty minutes. Oh, we're properly in their grills. We're in there, you know. We're putting pressure on the ball. Um, we look, we look dangerous in transition, um, and and yeah, we created the early better of the early chances. Didn't we came we? out the of the game really well. I mean, until yeah. the Salah dive, uh, we were good. It was a great save as well, wasn't it, from Suchek's header? Incredible. Yeah, because he, he did everything you're supposed to do with a header. It was further out than it, you know, we obviously yeah. were at the end, so you don't have the distance perspective. But um, so, you know, he was sort of 12 yards out at least, wasn't it? And yeah. he, he got it down. He got some power into it. Uh, yeah. It was towards the corner. You know, yeah, world-class save. And um, Antonio's wretched header uh, was... Oh, my God, what was that all about? You yeah. know, if one of those two... 
So we know what we're going to get with Antonio, don't we? You know, one, yeah. one week it's the finish against Chelsea and the next week it is like that. And he's not a bad header of the ball. Do you remember there was a sequence when 90% of the goals he'd ever scored in the Premier League were headers? Yeah. Yes, that's so right. He, yeah. he knows how to head the ball. But yeah. he's just so inconsistent, and that's what that's what he is. I think you make a really really good point there. It's I, I I was trying to recall whether I've ever seen Antonio put in a seven performance. I've seen the nines and I've seen the fives. I, I don't think I've ever seen yeah. a seven. From him. No, I, I mean, I, well, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the performances, you know, where he causes a lot of trouble are the ones that you know uh, we we need to expect, and those performances are good. I think sometimes it's to do with how he's refereed, though. He sometimes um, gets 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 a fair crack of the whip from referees. Kavanaugh was shocking, I thought, in a, in a kind of he was profoundly shocking in a kind of low key <laughs> way. He didn't make you know any one particular dreadful mistake, but he just consistently was biased throughout the entire. Yeah, game. you come it, it to expecting games at Anfield, you know. It was that thing um, with, uh, with the Sky teams, with 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 the you know, like, you know, yeah. what we loosely call the top six or what used to be called the top six. You know, the, the Sky teams. It's just yeah. equivalent. Yeah. You know, equivalent decisions would go for them and go against us when it was pretty much the same tackle. You know, yeah. five minutes later. Uh, you know, and there was one. There was one where it was almost because it was the same thing that he went, oh, well, I can't blow up for that twice. Because if it happens all the time, it would just happen all the time. And go, I'll be blowing up all the time. And you're going, oh, so give the one to the other team and then go, yeah. right, I can't yeah. give these yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's too much. I'll let them yeah. go. You go, okay, well, you gave that fucking one. Um, yeah. oh. And I just thought... Was I, the, I, um, yeah. was the Bowie think, penalty incident at your end or was that down the other um, end? No, that was at the far end. Yeah, and um, what makes me cross about that, to, well, two things make me cross about that. Number one, uh, it doesn't get shown on any of the highlights packages. It's not discussed no, on Match of Day at all. Whereas you know if it had been the other way around, it would have been analysed to death. And secondly, when he didn't give it, he gave the signal, you know, the hands round the ball, you know, the, the ball was both. And it's very, very apparent that the ball wasn't played. The Boeing got to the ball and uh, and there was a challenge on him. Whether or not you would judge that was enough contact, you know, and that there's a different thing. But it should certainly have been looked at by VAR because the basis yeah. on which the referee gave the decision was palpably wrong. And that's what VAR is supposed to do, isn't it? You know, I mean, in it's fairness, just... we all thought the Salah one, the Salah one was a penalty, to be honest. That was yeah. bad defending for that game. Well, but, it really was. You know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have to. I mean, I I agree it was a penalty by the sort of by the kind of the way the game is played at the moment. But that's just he wins those all the time by doing what he did then. It's not really a penalty being given. It's a man making a man with a whistle blow his whistle. Do you know what I mean? It's just he just. He just knows it. He just knows it's going to happen. He's just, you know, sitting on the floor, rolling his socks up, uh, just looking at the referee, going, "Give me my penalty now. I've earned my penalty. I'd like a penalty now, please, for what I've done. I've worked to win a penalty. I would like it, please." And I just find it wretched. I fucking despise it. You know, they, they well, just, it means I mean, you can't. It means you can't go near those players. Hon Seung Min and Salah are too bad. It just means that. Your defence have this completely, you know, 
unnecessary and irrational sort of fear of going anywhere near that person because they're both quick with the ball and they will just go down if you touch them. And it's supposed to be a contact sport, you know? And I, I don't remember know the one. The Masuaku one for about three years. Ago, oh, that was dreadful. That that was really terrible. Yeah. Whereas the one the other night, I uh, again put himself right in the frame there, and um, I I only saw it on the highlights, and I only watched the highlights about thirty seconds before we started. But it, it did. It looked a penalty to me. Do you, but he didn't. Do you think, he didn't do you think he'll get? Leg- do you think he'll get dropped this week for for the Sheffield United game for Dino? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, I know he's had a good. I I think he's a class. He's a class player. I think that would send a terrible signal. Yeah. No, he won't. No, he won't won't get dropped. I I think he just reflectively stuck a leg out. I don't think he didn't make any attempt to trip him up. You know, I think it's a shame because he he didn't see him though. He was ball watching. It was it was a poor piece of defending. It was ball watching. Should have been much more aware of where Salah was. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, didn't no, not a deliberate, you know, cynical trip or anything, but he, he did trip him up, so mm. it was a penalty. But but um, uh, that doesn't take any away broadly from the point you make generally. There was that, um, about Salah and about these players who cheat. Um, you're absolutely right about that, that Masuaku one. There was also the one for uh, that where Rice, um, uh, supposedly <laughs> tripped him up and uh. Alexander Arnold score from the free kick. I think that was in that yeah. was either last year or the year before. Yeah. Um, and it's great on the highlights. You can absolutely see Rice saying to the referee, mouthing up, I didn't touch him. Because uh, yeah. he didn't. He just fell off. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, horrible. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, it's just all. So the Bowen one, I think, should have probably been given. The goal he scored was terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a wonderful header, and at the right time as well. You know, I yeah. mean, we, you know, in my mind, unjustly had a penalty awarded against us, and then we levelled it up to go in one all. Um, yeah, but then I thought, um, you know, in a funny way, it it wasn't. The first half was was possibly more battling than the performance against Manchester City, but I thought the second half. Liverpool just, you know, there was another gear and they were just uniformly better than us for 45 minutes. We might have had a couple of chances, but really I felt, you know, more sort of annoyed, but also, you know, squared to the fact that Liverpool won that game than than the City one, because we just weren't, we weren't good enough in the second half. We were just second best. 
Did we step yep. off them a bit and sit back as we tend to do against the big um, six? Um, mm, not as much, not as markedly mm-hmm. as is in some some games. And in fact, that might have contributed to the fact that they they found it easier to play through us. I mean, I think we might, you know, it's difficult to say. They just upped it. Their intensity, um, their pressing was superb. In the pressing impacts in the in the second half was just yeah. just just. Really, really good. They have McAllister really half as well, didn't they? The second goal was world class. You can't, you can't. Sometimes teams will score goals against you that you you simply yeah. can't do anything about. It was a brilliant little through ball, and it was a great volleyed finish over his shoulder. I mean, those two, those two That's new midfielders, McAllister and the guy with the complicated name, are really top draw. And I mean, they're they're the kind of they are the strengthening of that sort of. Midfield, you know, they've lost a couple of players from that midfield, but they they look like they are the young you know, upgrades, new. aren't they? What, what, yeah. what, what may be yeah. interesting in that is that contrasting the City game, and particularly the first half, where City found it really difficult to play through us. Mm. Yeah. Um, Liverpool sort of went long and bypassed our midfield that you can't hide this hard to play, but in a really intelligent way. It wasn't just a punt up, was it? It was an amazing no. through ball, but it was lofted because we are with you know we are really good at preventing teams playing through us. We yeah. send them yeah. out wide. And then maybe once we were two one down we had to come out a bit more and then inevitably we're easier to uh, uh yeah. to pick up yeah. a bit. Yeah. Well, they've always got front threes with sort of runners in, haven't they? Mane and Salah are runner, willing runners. Uh, that the new Luis Diaz guy, he's a willing runner. You know, yeah. At least two out of three of their front three are like, you know, they're and, just and look, their bike. The second, second the ball looks like it's going to go over the top. Liverpool Sorry. look really good. Liverpool yeah. look like yeah, they, they will be challenging City all season, yeah, they, and we, we won't be. So it's fair no. enough. That we got beat by a better team than us, but we gave a we gave a good account of ourselves, particularly in the in the first half. Let's mm-hmm. come back to the Boeing goal. Um, I and again, it's just in highlights, but it occurred to me that a um, that you had the fluidity of up front because Boeing had moved into the centre, won a really good header that wasn't just an aimless header; it was knocked down to Antonio, and then Boeing stayed in the middle. And the ball went out wide, and then so it was a it was a nice move, and, and involving Boeing twice, and, but particularly that he wasn't in his normal position. He won no. the ball halfway through the first half in the middle with Antonio on the pitch, but Antonio had sat back a bit. So yeah. there was this fluidity there, and this intelligence that they can yeah. cope with that. And it wasn't just a tactical switch; it looked like it was just a fluid thing. Because actually, hey, Bowen had a quiet game the rest of that match. It wasn't actually. It did. Because we were just we sort of saying that to each yeah. other before he scored. That's um, right. But, you he'd know. Been, he'd been sick in midweek, though, hadn't he? He so, had, yeah. Had that yeah. He'd been sick in midweek. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 But, um. Kufa um, with two assists in two games as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah two yeah, really good crosses. It, yeah. Very good. Two yeah. really good crosses. Uh, done for pace a couple of times, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, that's 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 you know if only he had another another kind of <laughs> gear in terms yeah. of pace that that would make such a difference. Um, yeah, I thought he got. Um, I was slightly frustrated after the City game 
because when who was their their winger Jeremy okay. the, you know it's oh this guy is the best thing and he did look really really good but certainly in the first half as good as he was I thought Soufal played him brilliantly yeah. and mm. I don't really remember him getting past Soufal he tried lots of lots of times and whether it was the doubling up and Bowen coming back to help but I you know if if D- Jeremy Doku is a world beater and the best thing we've seen and where's Greedish going to go and all the rest of it. We've got a decent fullback on our books. And it was just a shame that so yes, soon in the second half that he got turned. But that was the that was the first time in the game. And that and that was uh I, I don't think, you know, Doku got all the plaudits and I don't think uh Soufal was really noticed when actually. No, no, no. no. I don't think anyone well. thought he had a wretched game and was utterly humiliated by Doku. I think he's, you know, I think he's great, Soufal. And I think if he um if he did have pace, he'd pay for a he'd pay for a sky club or a top six club, you know. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's got great positional sense. He's sort of he's very aware of danger, even if it's not coming up his flank. He'll sometimes, you know, run into the middle of the pitch or the other side of the pitch sometimes to cut out. You know something yeah. that he thinks might be uh, developing. Um, I, I love him as well. He plays with passion and commitment, and yeah, I, I, yeah. I like him. And it was a great ball in for the for the for the header. But um, you know the the team the the team lineup. Uh, you know we were talking about what it might be on the way up, Jim, and and you yeah. guessed what it was. Uh, yeah. Because perhaps before we get on to the European game for last time we talk about, because also this is a Muggles uh, Zoom. Uh, meeting, so we only have 14 minutes left. Um, you know, our acquisitions, the players we have acquired uh, versus the player or the one player we lost, if we're going to play all of them and two of them now do start, but Kudus is still in a sort of probationary period, um, you're going to lose a player. Uh, well, two players, ideally. We've placed three, Rice has gone, so there's two spots. Those players seem to me like they are Ben Rama and Thomas Suchek. And Moyes, I think he's very, very keen to play Thomas Suchek in every single game he can. And I think that's going to sort of run into problems. You know, one thing I thought against Manchester City and that I thought against Liverpool as well is how are we going to set up against teams that we think we're better than? Mm. Um, And that's, I think, is going to be a test on Saturday. Um, Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think sitting deep and hitting them on the break is, you know... um, you know, as a stick that people beat Moyes with, but that won us the Chelsea and Brighton games. And against yeah. and the first half against City was brilliant. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and if we took our chances against Liverpool, it would have been a similar result to the Brighton. Yeah, one. we could easily yeah. have been one or two up at, at Liverpool. There's no question. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, and no, um, I think you're. I think you're right, Phil. I mean, I, I think it's beginning to become apparent to to just about everyone apart from Moyes that. Alvarez, Ward Prowse, and Paqueta is the midfield. That should be yeah. the midfield three. And um there is no doubt, even even if he we haven't yet fully seen it from him, because we haven't seen much of him, that Kudus clearly has a higher ceiling than Ben Rama. Um yeah. uh, and will go past him, I think. Um, but of course, generally plays cutting in from the right where 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 Bowen plays. So there's either got to be a bit of a reshuffle or 
you know, Kudus has got to get used to playing. And it was interesting, he didn't start on that right. He's, he started as a number 10 sort of position last night. Um, he's, he's probably going to have to play from the left, isn't he? Uh, or play through the middle. Um, you know, he's not, he's not, he's, he's, there's quite a, he's quite a decent physical specimen. He's not small, Kudus. He's no. quite, um, it's quite, Stop he can look you, after man. himself, I think. It's quite there, muscular. There is potential um, in that. If it is Ben Rama that gives way, there is the potential if you have a front, sort of a front three of Bowen, Antonio, and Kudus for them to just yes. constantly interchange. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. You know, it's like Phil's been said banging this drum for a long while that um, you just need better footballers in those positions. You know, um, yeah, and that and that Bowen's the only really. I mean, we as you. I mean, we're back to Antonio, aren't we? And the fact that you know, every so often he does some fantastic things, and he can make life very, very, very difficult. And he changed the game when he came on. Probably this brings us to the to the European game. He changed that game. Yes, when he came on. You know, even even though he didn't do anything as such in terms of create crazy goals, he instantly made life much, much, much more difficult for them and created spaces that we started to to um, to exploit. You know, um, yes, yes. So, um, yeah. I mean, I think it's just been this. You know, we we you know the statistics are there. We we didn't score enough goals last season. You know, from sixty two goals in our sixth place finish, sixty. 60 in our seventh place finish, 42 last year. Yeah. And I think Moyes has, you know, can't sort of hide from that fact. And I think that part of, you know, um, you know, he he's he spent a lot of time thinking about the type of forward player we have and thereby rejecting Gianluca Scamacca and uh uh Allaire as well, though. I mean, I think he had a good look at Allaire. Um and is sort of really clearly looking for someone else to be basically Mikhail Antonio version two. Uh, so he's clearly giving to, some thought to how the ball ends up in the other team's net. Um, and, you know, he's not an idiot. But he has to see that, you know, I mean, those heroic 3-1 defeats were still, we scored one goal in those games. And, and, and I think the fact that we scored three against Chelsea and Brighton shouldn't make us think, oh, everything's all right then. We don't have to worry. Wow, this Kudos guy is going to really have to fight for his place. I think we, you know, when, the, when our backs against the wall, we need to score, uh, you know, like at Liverpool and against City to get back into the game. Uh, we haven't done so, you know. Yeah. 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 I'd, throw, I'd also throw into the mix when we congratulate ourselves on the brilliant victories we've had so far, Ariola. And yes, he has played man of the match performances. And were it not for how good he's been, we may not have won any games this season. No, absolutely. He's been yeah, great. Very true. And, and obviously, you know, it's a team game. And in all, to any team that wins the league, I guarantee you their goalie will be consistently brilliant. So you, you, even in really good teams, they, they rely on a goalie playing very, very well. But those games could have been really quite different if it was yes Aria. absolutely um one funny thing about him is that he's not actually much better on the deck than Fabianski who is bad on the deck uh but I think he's more confident on the so yeah. he still hits quite shitty balls out of play or way over the head of someone but at least he sort of just doesn't look as nervous as Fabianski does when the ball is on the ground. You know what I mean? I and think... he does it at twice the pace. Yes. Fabianski. Yes. yes. So he makes his mind up. 
makes quicker decisions. I mean, he, yeah. yeah, I don't think he's, he, you know, his distribution is better than Fabianski's, but not necessarily. Yeah. Not light. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in a few remaining minutes, we have the European game to talk about. And, uh, you know, a bit like you were saying earlier, Jim, about, you know, we sort of do enough to get through these fixtures against lower lying opposition that could always potentially be a banana skin. We sort of did the same in that game. It was another 3-1, like a lot of our European fixtures the yeah. previous two seasons have been. Um, not necessarily the best performance in the world, but, you know, still all right. Uh, they were terrible, weren't they? I, I was surprised yeah. at how bad they were. I, I think most of the teams we played last year in the Conference League were better than that. Um, and um, I think we we started cruising before, you know, forgetting that in order to get into cruise control, you have to have got yourselves in front <laughs> in the game. Yes. And we kind of <laughs> forgot that we hadn't scored, you know. Yes. Um, yeah. And then Oggy makes his makes his makes his mistake. Well, that was a decent bit of harrying play by the by the by the striker, and he and he finished it well, didn't he? So yeah, you finish. know, fair play. But uh, I don't think you know, we just upped it after that, didn't we? And um, but good goal. The, the subs um, changed it, didn't it? The subs it did. changed it. Four yeah. hours looked completely disinterested, and then looked furious when he got taken off. Mm. So I really thought I thought four hours played in the first half. I thought four hours was 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 one of our better players. Buzzing around, linking things, being busy. Um, I think he's getting dispirited. He was, he was, ta- yeah. he didn't have a great game last night. Was taken off. I, th- I think he's going to be on his way, isn't he? I mean, I, and yeah. it feels a, like a, a bit of a waste, really, because I think yeah. he's such a good footballer. But, but I think his confidence is being undermined, really. Yes. Um, yeah, he's been, you know, slightly hung out to dry, hasn't he? By circumstance, it's a shame. It is a yeah. real shame. He's been terrific for us. But James, James Ward. No, you don't know. His, his race January. may not be run yet. No, he's, he's, he's there till at least January. Several European games in that time. Uh, he changed it for us in in Europe last season. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I I I remain hopeful that he'll have a yeah a decent yeah. swan song if this if this yeah. is the last season. Yeah, but, but um, you mentioned Ward Prowse. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ward Prowse was the challenger, wasn't he? The two corners were fantastic. Uh, the second one was what the TV didn't pick up was like he literally gave a little discreet thumbs up to Thomas Suchek because it happened yeah. right in front of us. And Suchek just gave a tiny nod of the head. And then the thing they had silently agreed to do, they just did. And I think they were just yeah. both laughing when they went up to kind of, you know, celebrate with each other because they went, yeah, we said what we do. We did it. And now it's done. Yeah. It's like, uh, and, and the fact that he is able to put a, you know, because he can put the ball on a pin with a corner, he can he can set out deliberately to do a front post corner, one in the middle of the six yard box, or a back post corner simply by deciding which one he wants to do. Most people that take corners are just aiming roughly for the middle, and it's either an outswing or an in swinger. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back. Uh, we all suddenly stopped talking at that point because uh, we were all struck by uh, a thought. Um, uh, I can't reveal that thought. It was rather lovely and mysterious. But uh, we stopped and decided to have a commercial. But now uh, we're back, although this is really just a scant few minutes until the end of this podcast. Uh, but we thought we should uh, finish up. Um, we did a minute yes. silence, didn't we, Phil, for, for Danny Ings? We did a minute that's silence. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. God rest his soul. He has not been... Great for us, as he. Daniel. Well, he was. It's, I, I don't entirely blame him. I just feel it was a weird, panicky signing, wasn't it? At a yeah. point where, you know, and and he was like a footballer that David Sullivan had heard of. Do, and, do, you, yeah. think, uh, do you think I sat around and said the tall ones aren't working? Uh, yeah. Let's go to know. the other end. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think while we we're can... on the subject of Ings, briefly, so... sorry, just to bring this up. Um, Rob Banks sent me a teaser yesterday of um, six West Ham players to have played since 1985, beginning with I. His surname is I. Mm. And I did Ince, Ings and Ilan straight off the top of my head and then just stopped. <laughs> what, what have you got, Russell? Can, are you, can you hear me? You yeah. can, yes. And see you. No, I, I, I came up with Ince. Um, uh, right, nothing else is springing to mind. Um, no, pass out, pass yeah. me. Out. Oh, well, I'm no. just going to leave it with everyone because he hasn't yeah. given me the answers yet. But that's, anyway. uh, that's tough, that's real yeah. tough. Yeah, the sort of problem with that is that we have to keep talking because we're doing a podcast. I'd yeah, like let's to get talking. into space well, and try and remember. Just leave it, leave it with people, leave it. It's, it's yeah. hanging there, you know. For Sheffield United this weekend. Off yes. the back of an eight-nil drubbing by Newcastle, yeah. I think we were you were talking, Phil, um, before our minute of silence um, about whether Suchek, we whether he plays, whether we sit back, whether we're going to go more possession like we did against Luton. Yeah, I mean he's got this he's got this way of including Suchek, hasn't he? Which is uh, playing a sort of a midfield of Suchek, Ward, Prowse and Alvarez and putting Paqueta out left up front. And I think it's just, if you're like a sort of top half Premier League team, it it, it would make sense if you sort of somehow sort of suddenly got, you know, a fantastic player on a on a free transfer, and so you move players you liked into sort of slightly unfamiliar positions to include that person. But we're sort of making up for something that we did deliberately. We bought all of those players deliberately, and then we bought some more ones deliberately. And it's like put Paqueta in that place as a sort of coping mechanism for this terrible accident that's happened to the club that we've acquired James Ward-Prowse. Um, Hamakudas and um, uh, Alvarez. Do you know what I mean? It's like, why are we having to sort of make compensatory moves for like, you know, unexpected it, um, and inconvenient things happening? Yeah. It, it's weird, isn't it? It, it? 
um, basically, Suchek is his new Fellaini, isn't he? He's like that kind yeah. of, he sees him as this sort of talisman figure, you know, and and he's <laughs> seeing something a lot of the time that not the rest of us aren't seeing, isn't he, really? Um, yes. Do you think that... there's an element that Kudos was bought in as, as Paqueta's replacement, though? There's, there seems to be oh, a lot of conversations around that. Not a comparable player. I mean, they're not. They don't do the same thing, do they? I mean, um, you know, Kudus is 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 definitely that you know modern wide attacking player. Um, uh, Paqueta is a is a, is a, a more versatile. And B much more a midfielder, isn't he? I mean, I know he plays behind well, the pack, you know, but. At which they intersect, and they both, although they start from different places, they could both be number ten. Yes, couldn't they? They both they have that flexibility. So they're similar in that sense, but then they 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 diverge. I think we were in for Caduce before the thing arose with that uh, with Pakata on Sheffield United. I'm just looking at their results this season, and um, the you know the eight nil aside. The others have all been pretty close, and that includes mm. Man City and yeah. Tottenham uh, and Everton. Who knows what you're going to get with them? So I think probably uh, Moyes will, for a cautious man, will err on the side of more caution. Yeah. And I think Bill bolstered for having stayed loyal to Suchek. And we probably will see Paqueta out wide at the expense of Ben Rama. Yes, I mean, I yeah. think that's yeah. uh, you know, yes, absolutely. I mean that I'm, I mean, I'm sort of positing that as sort of possibly a bad thing rather than you know predicting a lineup and and being pleased as to whether I'm right or wrong about that lineup. I I think that there is a an issue, you know, the that. You know, oh, I think presents oh, oh, problems. I think you know there's got to be a point at which you you know you you're buying a player and saying this player is an upgrade on players that are already in the team. Otherwise, you've got to start fielding teams of thirteen players and twelve players, which you're not allowed to do. So, uh, you know, you've got to consider that perhaps you've and and you know given given how progress works, I think you are attempting to buy footballers that are improvements on ones you've got. To, to, to sort of keep buying footballers and going, these are spare ones. I'm going to use well, them later. To play devil's advocate, I think what we're seeing is progress. We've got a decent team and a decent squad. The, the, you know, um, good teams with big squads have to keep good players happy that aren't always playing. And our bench is now immense. Whatever the whatever permutation it is, our bench will be really good. And that's a nice position to be in. And you know, he, I, I won't be too sorry if uh, if Suchek starts. He's been, he's been playing well enough, I think, to warrant a place. We can all come up with a permutation that excludes him. That would also would, would be more exciting, arguably more effective. Uh, I just don't think it's going to happen, and we're in the luxurious position where we can introduce Caduce gradually, allowing to adjust um, to the. Pre- I'm, I'm sure that's quite close to Moise's thinking, Russell. I'm sure. And the only thing I would say to that is that on the evidence of last night, the 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 <laughs> the uh, the second string is not quite as good as we as we might imagine it to be. Really, I mean, I, none of them really. Yeah, I would say none of them really made a really strong case for um, 
for inclusion in the in the in the in the starting lineup. To be honest, maybe. If we if we link it back to to something you said earlier on, Russell, and and yourself as well, Phil, when we spoke about the the, the front three and how Arsenal work and how Liverpool work with those front three, they don't incorporate a Suchek into that, and uh, and I totally agree what you said, Russell. I think Suchek, you know, he does warrant a place, and he, he has played well this season. But if we're going to replicate those, having Paqueta on the left rather than going with a front front three of Kudos, Antonio, and Bowen. That seems like how we're going to be able to replicate those teams. I think if you've got Suchek in there and left, it's just not going to oh, work. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see. But I think there's a problem. You know, I don't. We, we, you know, we are only six games into this season, uh, and we. I'm still not entirely convinced that we've. Uh, we we're you know we're through the forest of our lack of goals problem. You know, we we did score three goals in two of those games, but we were playing in a kind of hit them on the break style in those games. When we go toe to toe with teams, quite often we don't score or don't score. score I'd add to that. Team scores two. Yeah, and I'd add to that the fact that um, the the lineup, including Suchek with Paqueta playing playing wide on the left, was how we started against Brighton, and we only really clicked in that game when Suchek actually went off concussed and yeah, there was an enforced point. change and we hadn't scored up until up until that point. Uh, oh, no, maybe we had. I can't remember now, actually. Um, no, I don't think we had. Um, and then uh, the other two games where that formation started, we've now lost, admittedly, against, you know, likely two of the top finishing three. But, um, you know, I... I, I I think we can all. I, you know, it seems odd that he's 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 clinging so so dearly to to Suchek, um and not using him like other players in a kind of rotation because we've now got options, haven't we? We have got different ways of setting yeah. the team. Yes, um, because because regardless of how good or not Thomas Suchek is, he has strengthened in that department of the pitch and. Kudos, yeah. I think, is a strengthening in the front part of the pitch. So to kind of go, oh, we'll just move another midfielder up to the front uh, so that we can include, so that we can essentially have four midfielders play in three berths by just removing a player from the front berth in a berth that isn't that isn't working very well already when you've bought a guy who in his last game for his previous club scored a hat-trick, then scored two goals internationally before turning up at us going, no, I'll play the guy that heads them in from corners instead. I wonder if, if if you go back to what Jim was just saying there, I think if you actually do the reverse of what happened in the Brighton game and maybe you start with Kudos or Ben Rama on the left, whoever he decides yeah. to favour, and then once you get a goal or two ahead, then you bring on Suchek to maybe stabilise it and have that extra man in midfield. But it seems a waste not not playing somebody that is out and out attacking on that left hand side. It really does. Well, it also it's it's just it, it, leave aside that, that it's also the, the balance of the team as well. It's, you know, you're not playing Paqueta in the in the place where he could most influence. He's our best player, and he and he's not in the position where he can most influence the game. And it's not, you know, Alvarez is an out-and-out holding midfielder, isn't he? Warprowse, also Warprowse doesn't put a tackle in and doesn't put himself about. Um, you know, but but if if you have Alvarez and Warprowse, you, you, you've got a, a contrasting skill set and you've got the bases covered, haven't you? Mm-hmm. You don't really need 
Suchak in that in that midfield. And it's almost like, as you say, it's almost like you're losing an attacking player in order to accommodate him in a way. Mm. Um, so, I, you know, um, we'll see. We'll see. Moyes occasionally, Moyes is, is a more surprising manager, I think, than a lot of people give him credit yeah. for. Only um, quite often does something that you, you, you haven't predicted. So who knows? Well, I'll, I'll wait and see. But, I wondered, in fact, whether uh, playing... Sorry, Russell. It, it, well, I was just going to say, he's got the, the luxury of us sitting in sixth place where and he can surprise us and make more interesting decisions. I guarantee you that if Ariola hadn't played blinder in those two or three games and we'd be third off the bottom, it would be backed, it would be Suchek and there wouldn't be a chance of having this glorious front six that we're all talking about, no. even in Pakata. But so, you know, I, I we're in a we're in an okay position. I'm sure he will. I think the frustration will be is if we keep doing okay and we never see he keeps finding a place for Suchek. I think mm. for the time, I think it's probably appropriate. And I think the Sheffield United will be like a, a wounded animal. They will be in a very different <laughs> team to uh, the one against Sheffield United. And I wouldn't want too many showboaters on the pitch all at once in that first 20 minutes. And it could go badly wrong I think we need to um, match them physically um, yeah. it may not initially be the game you know, you'd think Sheffield United would be the game to really go for it lots of attacking Wolf, Wolf Browse free kicks littered around the penalty area but after that, after what they've just been through this may not be the moment No I watched their game against Man City and they were unlucky not to get a point in that game um, just, just a sort of a sort of careless piece of, of defending, not booting the ball into Rosette right at the end of the game. Um, but they they defended in depth mm. uh, and and narrowly, uh, which is you know obviously the way people teams do play against City now. But they did it really well, and then gradually grew into the game and looked a threat on the break and scored a goal. So um, they actually played yeah, the first ten the first ten minutes of the Newcastle game. They actually played really well when they had two chances. Right. Really good chances. And then I switched off, went for dinner, came back, and it was 7 0. And I was thinking, oh, I must have had a couple sent off. <laughs> Just couldn't yeah. believe it. Sometimes things go freakishly like that, don't they? I mean, I, you, you, yeah. you, I don't think you can set any store by it. And, and as you say, Russell, they will be licking their wounds and they will be all the more determined, I imagine. Yeah. Know? Certainly one of those early goals uh, of the many that I remember was. I don't know if it was a free header. It was a good header, I think, by Burn. It was a Suchek-type goal. And, yeah, you know, yeah. they, have they been identified? How good are they in central defence? You know, there's um, arguments. Back, back to sort of, uh, you know, my, uh, my hobby horse of this podcast, which is sort of like, you know, just um, foul play and bad officiating. Um you know, that blonde-haired guy for Newcastle just handles the ball to keep it in. I in the build-up that. that goal. And that, yeah. they look at that, VIR looks at that and goes, no, that's not handball. It's exactly handball. And exactly. the one match of the day said, because it's not the guy that scored the goal, well... What was that about? What's yeah. that about? Can you, so punch, it, can you team, punch it down to a teammate then? So now, one of your was... team can sort of walk with the ball in his pocket into the penalty <laughs> area, take it out and just put it in front of him and score him because it wasn't. That's just nonsense. That's fucking nonsense. Yeah. That it wasn't the guy that put it in the net. That yeah, it's, like, 
so it's not a handball. Was it? But there was, was it the Everton defender that they stopped where the ball came off his leg, flicked up off his leg, hits his hand, and they said another, the, another thing, not the thing I'm talking about. Yeah, I've moved, uh, yeah sort of moved, moved on to another. Just yeah. another. Yeah, there was another one. I was about to come on to. Where, that. Yeah, a defender. Where, I don't can't remember what game it was, but a defender. That a shot comes in. He stops it with his foot. It goes vertically into the air. So that's called a clearance. That's that's clearing the ball. It can't go in the in the goal if it's going directly up uh, at a tangent to the earth. It won't go in. But on the way up, it glances off his hand, doesn't it? And um, that's exactly the that's exactly the definition. Sorry, guys. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you, but I, no, that's but, the, exactly the definition of not handball. If a, if a, it's been stopped by a part of the defender's body, then it happens to hit another one because that happened with Questwell once, and it wasn't given because he stopped it with his foot, with his knee or his foot, and it sort of bounced off his arm and then went away. But it had been stopped by a correct part of his body, and then happened to hit another one, and that we were told is not a penalty, especially if it's from close range. This is two extraordinary decisions. Yeah, the Newcastle, the Newcastle one was absolutely baffling because all they were yeah. watching was, did the ball go out of play? And I was thinking, are we, am I the only one that's seeing the ball bounce up and him keep it in play with his arm? Yeah. Just absolute madness. Yeah. And I mean... Crazy. It just doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense. It's in free fall. The whole thing's gone into free fall now. It's the, like, Two sets of people, one on the pitch and then one in a, a watching it on a computer, yeah. both make shit decisions based on visual evidence. They know the, the, the laws now in Aston with handball. They've completely messed it up. They've got they've got themselves in a total. I don't think they even know now what the proper definition of. Uh, it used to be so clear. It used to have to be yeah. deliberate, hands to ball, not yeah. ball down. So if somebody just kicked it at you. Doesn't matter where your hands were. And it was two yards away from you, and you, you know, and it hit your arm. That's not handball. It's using your hand to control the ball, yeah. or, or 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 save it, or block a shot deliberately, you know. Uh, and then they got into a kerfuffle because defenders were sticking their arms out like goalkeepers. So there was this thing about natural position or whatever. It, it didn't need. It didn't need that additional bit of flummery in, in the laws. You know, it's clear whether something's deliberate or not, isn't it? You know. Uh, Full disclosure from a West Ham perspective, we've gained two points this season, and I'm sure it will even out. We can point to decisions over the years. But the three points we got against Luton when they had such a clear penalty in, the, in virtually the last kick of the game, where was it Wall Prowse that goes up for the oh, header? It, and, hits his, it hits his hand, but he's not looking at the ball. So, I mean, I, they get given. I was surprised it wasn't given, but no way is it handball. Because he doesn't deliberately handle it. No, it just, it just... but in the context of where we are, if your arm is above your head, uh, that can't be natural. And I know, you know, you've well, it got... is when you're jumping. That's how you jump. Well, yeah, yeah, you don't, you've got... yes, you don't jump like you don't jump like people pogoing at punk gigs in 1977 with your arms all like Irish dancing. <laughs> An arm above your head, Phil. There's a big difference with go doing that to get some momentum and movement. For it to be above your head, I, I mean, that, I, I think we we got away with that. Very relieved. Um, I, I I was surprised it wasn't given, but I, I again I I would. It's, I would it's, be it's not a penalty, possible. but we've seen them given this season multiple yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, um, 
You're right. So yeah, part of part of me was thinking. I wondered if Suchet played the whole game because he might be rested on Saturday. Yeah, because he played Europe, didn't he? The European game. Yeah. So Europe, yeah. Oh. yeah. Moyes does really like him and he does like him to play sort of every minute of every game. So that probably isn't it. But part of me did think, oh, I wonder if that's it. I wonder yeah, if maybe he, he might be in goal. We can't rule it out. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Did he, was he like the, like the Lincoln imp? Maybe he's resting one leg. I suppose we're all hopping. <laughs> but yeah, right. Leg yeah. on the ground. The hopping. Um, yeah, maybe. Anyway, um, we'd probably better have uh, uh, predictions for Saturday's game. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. going to go for a 2 0 win. 2 0 win. Yeah. Hey. I'm going to go 1 0. Right. Tight, edgy. Thomas I, uh, also, oh. I think it'll be worryingly close. I'll go 2. Sorry, you just broke up as you said that score. Yeah. But I, I think 2 2 1. We'll win 2 1. Hmm. Haven't we had 2-1 already? Didn't you say that? No. 2-0-1. Okay. Two, 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 one. Two, one. Yeah, OK. Uh, well, I'll go 3-1. Uh, 3-1. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, they are obviously going to be up for it, but, you know, they're the away team. We're the, we're the, we'll be the team with the big crowd and, you know, hopefully, hopefully we will, you know, we just yeah. can't sit back and hit every team on the break, you know. It'll um No, no, we'll have possession, we'll have a lot of the ball. I mean yeah. we have we had a lot of the ball against this the the, the um, Serbs, we had a lot of ball against um against Lincoln. So Yeah, and we do have a lot of the ball is we get corners and with any luck free kicks around their box. We do need to do more by way of working Free kick situations for Ward Prowse, don't we? He's only had the one so far this whole yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know who we need? Mohamed Salah. He'd win us thousands <laughs> of free kicks all, all the time. Um, well, this has been Stop Hammer Time. Uh, my name is Bill Whelans. Uh, with me this week have been Jim Grant. Here we Russell Raphael. Goodbye. And Pete Harcourt. Thanks for having me. Come on, you irons. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.